Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is going on, everybody? It is Friday. It is another episode of Pop Culture Crisis. I am here with my co-host. What's your name, young lady? Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. How you doing today? I'm great. How what about you? I am excited. We've got like we've got an eclectic, uh, you know, like list of things to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And one thing I think is funny is like I'm always like whenever we're like I, I ask you for articles you would like to talk about. I look up things that I think would be interesting to mm-hmm. talk about. We're kind of finding our like footing as to like what's interesting and what isn't yeah and today it's like uh, uh all these articles kind of came usually i find them all throughout the day yeah. and these kind of i found all of these except for we, we removed a couple mm-hmm. but i found all of these pretty quickly and i actually think we've got an interesting list of stuff to talk about today Yee. yes and oh, oh and we have a producer Yee. oh hi i'm chris how you doing today bud i'm good see i use bud not sir Oh, uh, cool. That's <laughs> my thing. Don't Bud. steal my thing. I feel bad now. But Bud is, I, I think I called uh, our friend Nick Bud once, and he was like, liked all of it, but the Bud part wasn't really happy with that. <laughs> because you sound older. It's funny when I say Bud. It's funny. Oh, you're allowed to say it. Yeah. Is that like Gen Z privilege or something? No. It no. just sounds funny when it comes out of a tiny little girl. No. Okay. Well, you know, we'll, we'll make it, we'll make it what we will. We'll make it, we'll make it what we will. So, uh, I think, w- did you find the, the metaverse one interesting? The I kind of did. So okay. I'm going to, I'm going to bring this one. Uh, this mm-hmm. is, we'll go right to the metaverse article. I think you'll enjoy this one. It is, uh, definitely about as, uh, peak 2021 mm-hmm. as you can get. And it's just like, it feels like we're living in a simulation as we, as we mentioned a lot of times. And it's just weird how this is even directly connected to culture. And it's like Sims. It's exactly like Sims. <laughs> that is very relevant. Uh, so this article was from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, getting married in the metaverse. One couple's recent nuptials in the virtual world known as the metaverse showcase the possibilities of having a wedding unfettered by the bounds of reality. Now that's a very, very... Uh, um, friendly way of making something so creepy. <laughs> just to me, that's my personal opinion. It's yeah. just weird. I get it, but it, it, that's a very polite and friendly way of, of mentioning such an, an obscure topic, I guess. Well, it kind of reminds me, like you remember when Nintendo DS came out? Mm-hmm. Like the very first year when it came out, they used to have like these games where it's like simulations. Well, Sims have been huge forever. I know, but like, like there was ones like Cookie Mama and then there was Pets Life. Like, mm-hmm. I remember playing Pets a lot. Like, they had different iterations. Okay. But this kind of reminds me of, like, how would I model my wedding? Like, because I know some women, they do have, like, a whole planner of, like, yes, when they're little. I never had that. No, you didn't? I, I was literally, mm-hmm. the first question I was going to ask is, before we even get into the article, mm-hmm. do you have a dream wedding at all? 
Well, when I was younger, I thought I did, but now I just don't care for weddings anymore. You're very jaded at the at the ripe age of what twenty two. <laughs> yeah, I don't care for weddings. I don't care about a diamond ring. Well, well, let's let's read yeah. about this and see if maybe the New York Times can change your mind. Well, it kind of reminds me of like how women like they have their wedding dream journal. Mm-hmm. So like you can also live vicariously to see how much you can spend but not spend make a lavish wedding because there was this millionaire i think he's a millionaire he threw a wedding for his daughter where they covered the whole venue with like a bunch of flowers like there was hanging flowers everywhere it's basically like how you imagine cinderella's wedding would be Mm -hmm. just like flowers and glitter you look happy like see you can't even help it it's it's biology Uh, i hate it i don't think you do i think Uh, you're making that up (laughs) Well, let's see if the let's see if they can change your mind here mm-hmm. uh, from the New York Times, and this is by Stephen Kuritz. It says Tracy and David Ganyan. I'm guessing that's how that's pronounced. Uh, met in the clouds, so it would only make sense that their wedding took place in it on Labor Day weekend. The couple, or rather their digital avatars, held a ceremony staged by Verbella, a company that builds virtual environments for work, learning, and events. Oh, their avatars look creepy. I uh, just saw a picture of you it. You can see it up there. Yeah, he kind of looks like Bezos. And she kind of looks like, I don't know, what, what does that look like to you? Kind of like Dolly Parton. <laughs> at hey, a, at leave, a young age. leave I, the nine to five woman alone. I love Dolly. You, nobody loves Dolly more than me. Okay. I'm, I'm completely okay with Dolly. I'm just but, saying, younger Dolly. Okay, but this kind of, re- have the couple met each other in real life? Well, yeah, let's, let's, let's keep mm-hmm. going. I, I'm pretty sure that that's what that says here. So it says, <laughs> um, held a ster- so we'll start back here again. Held a ceremony staged by Verbella, a company that builds virtual environments for work, learning, and events. Miss Ganyan's avatar was walked down the aisle by the avatar of her close friend. Mr. Ganyan's avatar watched as his buddy's avatar ambled up to the stage <laughs> and delivered a toast. And seven-year-old twin avatars, the ring bearer and flower girl, danced at the reception. Mm-hmm. God, this is so weird. <laughs> it's a, so keep going. Uh, how the immersive virtual world known as the metaverse, which few of us understand, will change the traditional wedding is, at the moment, anyone's guess. But the possibilities of having an event unfettered by the bounds of reality are interesting <laughs> enough to, be, to consider. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, technology is already being incorporated into ceremonies more than ever. Zoom weddings have taken place, and some in-person ceremonies now feature a live stream component for guests who cannot be there. Last year, a couple whose wedding was canceled because of the pandemic staged a non-legal ceremony with an Animal Crossing, a popular video game. That's Uh, what they did for, like, the Zoom graduations. Like, a lot of the kids got their graduation either through Minecraft or Animal Crossing or Roblox. How do you feel about that? I I thought it was cute, but, like, at the same time, like, when is... When are we going to get out of this pandemic and quarantine? Because, like, a lot of people are scared. Yeah. Like, they don't want to leave their house. And I feel like that's so bad for kids' mentalities. Yeah. Because, like, you're forcing your kid to live fearful. Mm-hmm. And not... Like, uh, everybody's developing agoraphobia. There's a, a strong component to that, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's weird because, to me... This is like these are quintessentially human events, right? So uh, everyone can talk about meeting somebody and getting to know people on the Internet, right? Mm -hmm. But when you really think of weddings or ceremonies like graduations and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I don't really ever see that as something that you do. Wait, do you think this is like their new version of a Las Vegas wedding? What do you mean? Like, because now you don't have to. You mean like getting married in Vegas? Like, like, yeah. 
basically like you know how some people they just get married in like Vegas. the drive-through weddings and mm-hmm. stuff. basically like that is it kind of like that it's like the new version well, i don't i can't even tell. i think what they're saying here if we'll, we'll get farther down in mm-hmm. the article i believe uh they had an in-person wedding as well okay uh, and this was done in okay addition, because i so. thought they're like I thought they were gamers, and they're like, no, I'm too scared to leave. No, no, let's see. So this is, like a ceremony within a video game, though, it is important to note that any wedding that occurs solely in the metaverse are currently not legal. Thank goodness. Not that I care about whether the state has anything to say about weddings, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's my personal opinion. Uh, even virtual weddings by video conference, which many states allowed during the height of the pandemic shutdowns, have since been outlawed in New, in New York State and elsewhere. Uh, still, the metaverse will take place. Uh, will take these virtual celebrations much, uh, much further. Experts say and offer almost bountiful possibilities to couples. There's no limitation, said Sandy Hammer. Sandy Hammer has an awesome name. <laughs> uh, good for you, Sandy. Uh, Watch out from the hammer. <laughs> yes, uh, a founder of All Seated, which creates digital planning tools for weddings. The company is investing in the metaverse by creating virtual versions of real-world events, spaces like Plaza Hotel in New York City. Wow. Mm-hmm. If you really want to do something different in the metaverse, you might as well let your creativity go wild. <laughs> Think guest list that, that number in the thousands, gift registry, oh. registries that feature NFTs or non-fungible tokens for the, for the boomers out there. Oh, my God. That is such a good plan because, like, I know how many people, like, they, like, here's a hack for weddings. If you don't want to invite too many people, you do destination weddings. But now you can avoid that. Yeah. You can invite as many digital people. digital destination weddings. Yeah, but like you can invite them, and you know they can come yeah. because it's online. Well, I mean, they could still have work, I guess, but <laughs> you can zoom in. You can zoom in just just from the office. Like, I, I there was it's funny. There was an episode of a TV show that I was watching where a guy like they mentioned live stream weddings, and this yeah. was back in like 2008, where a guy's talking about how like his uh, had a live stream set up for gamer friends from around because you know he's part yeah. of a guild or something. Mm-hmm. I, re- friend, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so like. That's not a new concept, Mm-mm. but it's just becoming all the more creepy and real with the uh, 3D avatars and the kind of Sims quality of Speaking it. about their avatar, I just want to poke fun because like, I'm reading a bunch of tweets about this. Mm-hmm. This one person, so this is their Twitter handle. It's um, E.T. Brookings. Okay. And he said, this uh, sugar honey iced tea was happening nonstop in Second Life and WoW like 15 years ago. Yeah, see? But the graphics were better. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> um, th- yeah, I, I mean, the metaverse isn't like a real thing yet. Is it, is it Chris, do you know about that? I don't think it is. Uh, that, and this said Labor Day, so I didn't even hear of meta before. At yeah. That point. No, because didn't they just uh, let me Google? Wasn't this. that just announced like yeah, a couple, like a month ago yeah, like or maybe, something? I'm not sure, but I thought October. Yeah. So it says the Ghanians had a hybrid wedding of sorts. The couple were married in person September 4th at Atkins Resort and Country Club in New Hampshire, where they live, in a ceremony officiated by David O'Leary, a friend and colleague of theirs ordained by the Universal Life Church, which simultaneously hosted a virtual ceremony in Verbella. So it was like both. (coughs) They did both at the same time. They live-streamed their nuptials for those who could not be there in person. Guests of the virtual ceremony attended via computer, which required... (laughs) <laughs> which required downloading software and then creating an avatar. So there's still work there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they still got to buy you a gift and send you your virtual uh, gift card because you're not going to be able to give them a blender. Or Bitcoin. Or Bitcoin. But you can't give them the blender or the or the toaster or the various other gifts that you always end up getting at weddings, right? Mm-hmm. So. Well, okay. <laughs> Just to cut you off, the announcement about 
metaverse mm-hmm. was actually a month ago. Yeah, but I'm saying, but that doesn't mean it's live yet. It's just saying yeah. they're announcing the concept. So of that's it. so weird. So nobody even heard of it in on Labor Day. That's like yeah. September eighth. Are something. these mm-hmm. people like secret, uh, <laughs> secretly really important people? Oh my god, they're beta testers. Okay, they're, they're meta testers. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That was good. So, uh, I I gotta say, would you? I mean, would you have a a metaverse wedding? No. No. I don't really care for weddings. But you know, you're you're still a kid. You're 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 gonna have a wedding one day, I'm sure. Yeah. No. I, everyone knows if you get married online, it's not a real wedding. It's, it's just like a make believe wedding. Yeah. So you could have the online wedding, get all the fun, but none of the hey, legal re- responsibilities. Hey, if we get over. How many subscribers do we have right I, now? I think we're uh, 1,300 or something. Or if we get 5,000 subscribers, I'll marry one lucky fan. Oh, my God. On Metaverse. We are at, oh, on Metaverse. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So that's a that's a hell of a reason to subscribe right there. Yeah. Does that mean I have to get ordained to to officiate the wedding? Yeah. Because I'm not doing or that. Chris. Chris can, or Chris. Chris can officiate Yeah, I'm ordained. It'll be all right. There well, wait, for real? Yeah. I did uh, it online. Ah. And I paid like forty nine dollars. So that means Brett has to walk me down the aisle. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I could do that. <laughs> I, um, and Bucko the cat can be the ring bearer. Yeah. So this is gonna happen on Metaverse. And remember, anything online doesn't really happen. Yeah, well, well, don't ruin their hopes now. now I'm joking, but yeah, remember, if so we hit over 500, five hundred, five hundred, I mean five k uh, subscribers. So how are you gonna pick? Is it, are they gonna have to like? Like do a sign up sheet and then Yeah you we're gonna one? do A sign up sheet So when we hit Exactly 5k Anybody who wants To marry me On metaverse <laughs> You have to do A sign up sheet The real question is What is your boyfriend Gonna think about, <laughs> about this? Well Chris just said That anything on the internet Doesn't really happen I, I mean yeah if, if we let fake Online weddings Count for something You know how many RuneScape players Would, would be stuck <laughs> Exactly <in a> You <laughs> remember Oh my god, do you remember this article that said Keanu Reeves or like some actor was actually married because like um they're seen in a movie where they officiated a wedding. I forgot who the actors were. Oh. Yeah, but they're uh, they're technically oh, married. Oh, I yeah, I don't remember what it was. I I vaguely remember that story now. It yeah. was all, it was all one shot. Yeah, yeah, it was in one shot and then they're joking around, but officially they are married. Yeah. So, if you want to count it, then technically yeah, I don't know. We're gonna get you to. We're gonna. We're gonna get you. Yeah. See. Yeah. You were right. Did you have the the we got this covered one pulled up? <laughs> yeah, that, I yeah. was reading that. Is one. that the tweet you mm-hmm. were looking at? Yeah. It says people have been doing this in Second Life for nearly twenty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, another person down below said, um, "How does this look worse than Second Life when this came out nearly two decades ago?" Oh man, that's it's too bad. Yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering if uh, Facebook or Meta, as it's called now, mm-hmm. Meta paid. For this uh, news story to go out, mm-hmm. I don't doubt it. New York oh, Times, lobbying hard. Okay, I actually like this one. So scroll down where okay. they actually have like the party. Oh my that gosh. one. Okay, it looks creepy, but I like the husband and wife like in the background. They Pe- look like they're running. People are even dancing as awkward as they <clears throat> dance uh, at weddings. Like mm-hmm. that's that's. Uh, Wait, do you think like drunk uncle right mm-hmm. there, drunk grandpa is right there? Like they're it's, it's perfect. Do you think? Um, do you think when Metaverse like actually officially launched, like the graphics might look a little bit better? Because Probably. Zuckerberg has the money to do it. The Borg, the Borg could make it look better. Yeah, the Borg. <laughs> oh See, his name sounds like a WoW character. Yep. He oh can, my gosh. Where's 
we're doing we're we're gonna we're gonna get to 5k and you're gonna be it's gonna be a glorious thing we're oh, gonna have Jesus. to we're gonna have to post that video and the whole thing will have to be uh, you know filmed you know it have to be recorded screen recorded and posted as a video oh okay for everyone to see can i make my character look different for me yeah yeah you, you can make it look however you want that's i want to make internet. i want to make it look like a uh a, a person with like a faux hawk with green hair. Oh, so you're gonna be a you're gonna be wo- uh, yeah. <laughs> a wokey. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. People are gonna love it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna it's gonna be great. You're gonna have a green bride. Uh, it's gonna be fantastic. I can't wait to I can't wait to officiate. Or no, I'm not gonna officiate. I'll walk you down the aisle. E. So <laughs> now that we started off extremely weird, uh, I, I think we've got um, a couple of uh, we've got one superhero related one that I wanted to talk about first because I thought this was actually a fairly uh, that was very aggressive when you said first. Uh, well, the other ones the other ones are more news related. This is a, a almost a tad bit not philosophical, but it asks some decent questions about uh, what's but, going on within the film industry. Mm. Not the actual comic industry, but the film industry. So, okay. uh, this one is called. This is from Bleeding Cool. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Bounding into comics. I got that one wrong. Uh, from Slade Hale, and this one says, "Awokeness or superhero fatigue? What exactly is killing the MCU?" So obviously, that is highly editorialized. Whether mm-hmm. you believe the industry is being killed or not is uh, kind of uh, up for interpretation, I guess. I kind of tend to believe that the the movies are doing about as well as you expect them to do mm-hmm. in the era we're living in, yeah. right? Uh, with these trying times, as we're still considered to be in with the pandemic and everything. First world problems, be like. But I do see a certain amount of, if not fatigue, um, disinterest starting to loom across uh, mm-hmm. across this genre. Uh, and so the article from Slate Hale starts, it says, following the triumphant end of phase three from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Disney's follow-up properties have been limping over the finish line, battered and bruised. So far, its phase four Hollywood productions have failed to garner much interest with, uh, with the recent release Eternals bombing hard at the box office. Prior to that, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings barely made its, mu- its budget back before turning a minuscule profit in comparison to all of the MCU films that came before. Even established characters like Natasha Romanoff can't make it work in Black Widow, which made only a fraction of what it should have. That part is accurate. Uh, I would say that Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, excuse me, uh, did pretty well, all things considered, uh, being a character that's fairly, you know, all of these up properties were fairly unknown except for Black Widow, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie kind of sh- screwed itself over in a way by having a day and date release with uh, Disney Plus, meaning that all that money that would have come from the, bo- it still made like, I think, 90 million its opening weekend. Uh, but with a release online the same time, it was never going to make the money that these other ones have made. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a certain amount of, you know, oversaturation, mm-hmm. I think. You know, we, we we don't necessarily go out and look for these. Like, I'm always looking for new movies to talk about, but it always comes back to these genres, right? Like, That's true. Uh, well, are you familiar with the YouTube channel Film Theory? Yes. So he talked about it. He said, this movie is like a new concept and nobody really knows about it. So he's like, I, I'm glad that they tried. It's like a new concept. What was he talking about? So he was doing a theory about uh, Thanos. Okay. Yeah, that Thanos was right all along. <laughs> well, that, that cup we saw the Easter egg in, yeah. in uh, Hawkeye. That's why I was so Thanos excited. Was, yeah, Thanos was right. Um, I, I think it's oversaturation. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it is just there's so much of it coming out right now. And so much of it is blatantly no longer even 
barely tangentially connected to the actual source material, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all of the race and gender swaps. Those don't bother me as much with most of the characters, mm -hmm. but there's a certain amount of disinterest when you take... The reason these things had the hype they did, that they had the, the buzz that they did, is because the long-time uh, readers, the ones who have been reading these things for like 40, 30, 40 years... Mm -hmm. It got people excited by talking about it. So their yeah. excitement was infectious in a mm -hmm. way. And now it's just there's so much coming out and so much of it feels, you know, assembly line manufactured uh, by a bunch of corporate executives. So it's uh, no, no. See, even she doesn't really care. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think it's interesting because uh, the politics to me aren't even the, really the most interesting part of it. They, they talk about, uh, in the article here, they talk about woke politics. And I don't even think that's what it is. I think it's oversaturation. I think it is. Like, mm -hmm. people are kind of getting tired of it. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I'm not interested, because, like, if Disney screws up X-Men, I'm going to be so mad. I just saw an article yesterday that says uh, Marvel's Inhumans is... Even though it's a failure, it actually helps the MCU write in the X-Men. And I'm like, that's worrisome. So? I don't know. Like, that's what they said. Like, even though it's a failure, like, people have a gist of what Inhumans are. Pull up the article and I'll, I'll just keep reading. Uh, I think it was a part of um, Bleeding Fool. Okay. So it says, uh, it's no secret that everything following Avengers Endgame has been pushing full-bore wokeness as the primary element, and it hasn't been working. The question is whether the same wokeness is what's causing the problem, or if people are simply exhausted after a decade of superhero movies. Uh, woke politics were already starting to infiltrate the MCU before Phase Three and had run before Phase Three had run its course. The most notorious example was Captain Marvel, starring the unpalatable Brie Larson, who decided to go rip on fans while simultaneously insinuating that the audio technicians are perverted gropers. I don't remember okay. that's that's I don't remember that story at all. Uh, I mean, I remember her being really antagonistic towards fans. And I remember how forced the scene was in uh, Avengers when they had all of the women characters get together to take on Thanos, and it just mm -hmm. felt really forced and painted in by uh, by the studio. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to get this shot in there that nobody really cares about, uh, and it just didn't feel organic to the scene. Like, why would all the women be in the same place at the same time anyways? <laughs> so it says, oh, that being said, wokeness night might not be what's killing the MCU, at least not entirely. If anything, it's the cherry on top of a cake that's quickly going stale. Considering the box office performance of competing properties that have done nothing to, that have nothing to do with the, with the superhero craze. Uh, over a month since its release, The Eternals has managed to snag a scant, paltry 350, oh, I'm sorry, 385 million. And that's after taking worldwide earnings into account. So it's not even 30, 385 million in America. It's 385 million total box office. And that cost over 200 million to make. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think they said, yeah, see right here, Endgame spent an eye-watering 200 million just on advertising alone. Mm -hmm. uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife has been out for a little over two weeks yet has managed to rack up $147 million over a $75 million budget sans marketing uh, I think so you take 75 I think they'd say that, that would make the movie about $140 million to make um, mm -hmm. <laughs> smaller budget movies smaller budget movies is the way to go uh, focus more on storytelling fo get back you know there's decades and decades of source material here mm -hmm. that they can use to tell smaller stories I'm just saying that I was really excited when Godzilla versus Kong mm -hmm. came out that was like the movie I was really excited for like I didn't care about the superhero movies I'm like I want to see a giant monkey fight 
a giant lizard that shoots fire. Who doesn't? And those movies do did mm-hmm. fairly well. I mean, they that did. one it, it, that crossed a hundred million, right? Or yeah, was, I it, believe so. It was at like ninety nine at one point. I remember mm-hmm. it was like it was like creeping along and getting close to a hundred million. Mm-hmm. But that was at a time earlier in twenty twenty one when those when that wasn't happening regularly. Yeah. So I mean, I I've liked those movies. I've only I only ever watch them once or twice. They don't have a lot of rewatch value to me. Yeah. But they are very like a good way to kill two and a half hours where I don't leave it angry. Yeah. And I don't leave it, I don't leave I it overly just, pumped, but I don't mm-hmm. leave it angry either. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, you get them, Godzilla. Did you like it? I did. And I was reading for Godzilla. Of course you were. <laughs> what was that supposed to be? Of course you were. Dude, he's the king of the monsters. Like, legit, that was his last movie. Yep. King Kong is nothing. But apparently, there's a theory that that's not even King Kong's, like, full size yet. He's Ooh. not a gr- grown adult. That He's still sense. a teenager. Oh, I was wondering why you brought it up. I was like, right? <laughs> yeah, I, was sorry. Like, I was like, she's being very tan. She's she's kind of being tangenty today, but kind of. It makes perfect sense now. There's a picture of it right here. Yeah. Sorry. Also, I apologize. No, I was judging good. you silently, and I was wrong. <laughs> that was that was my fault. That's okay. But um, <laughs> to come back when I said the inhuman thing, my mm-hmm. bad. I just got recommended an article. It's an old article, so. It was from 2019, and they said that they're waiting for Marvel to, waiting. Um, Marvel's waiting till Agents of Shield ends to reboot. Um, yeah, it'll be. Inhumans. It's going to be. Ne- it won't be till 2024 when we do X Men. I bet. I know, but still, like, I didn't really like Inhumans that much. It was kind of nobody w- did. Uh, I don't know anybody that actually finished it. I um, watched like one episode, and I was already done the because media I got the didn't. gist. Yeah, and the media didn't really like it either, which is weird because, you know, the media tends to stand very hard for Marvel Mm -hmm. and do their best to cover when they have bad products coming Mm -hmm. out. That's, you know. Well, I I give them credit. Like, the main character, the guy that, like, never talks, that was kind of a good concept why he didn't talk. Love that actor, Anson Mm -hmm. Mount. Anson Mount is a fantastic actor. Yeah, I was looking for it. My bad. Did you ever see the show Hell on Wheels? Sounds familiar. It was like a, it was like an AMC show from uh, Anson Mount. But if you ever get a chance, anybody out there, if you're if you're sick of superhero uh, stuff and you want to watch something that's a little watch little, Godzilla movies, watch Godzilla movies, and also go see uh, go watch the show uh, Hell on Wheels. It's very very good. The original Godzilla movies are so funny. I've only ever I don't think I've ever seen the actual original. Like oh really? The, no, I don't. It's like. It's really funny because, like, you know it's a man wearing a costume. He's just, like, yeah. fighting on a miniature set. But it's so good. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> because it's just, like, brainless fun. You're watching, like, monsters fight each other. And you know who's going to win at the end. And that, well, that's what the, these shows, these movies should be that way. Mm-hmm. But they don't feel that way. They feel like they're packed full of agenda mm-hmm. and studio notes telling you how mm-hmm. things have to be for the purpose of social engineering. Uh, I'm the only one who's liking Hawkeye, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, all of the other MCU TV shows are going along, going the same route as the movies, meaning that people aren't really... Like, WandaVision got good press at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Falcon Winter Soldier was... Looked a at, lot of people mm, stopped watching it mid mid um mid season mm, because like they became woke. So it's like people are just a, they're in tune to when this stuff starts to be kind of hammered down their throats mm-hmm. and they're just over it. Yeah. And for me, like I I tend to be on the side of I'll watch it, uh-huh. but it doesn't mean that I'm going to give it a favorable like I'm actually surprised how much I'm liking Hawkeye. 
more than the the other ones that have come out this year. I thought Shang Chi, Shang Chi, excuse me, was okay, but Eternals was bleh. So it's like I never got to watch it, and I don't want to, it, even though I love Angelina Jolie. And uh, uh, yeah, she was the only part of the movie. I I, I would tell everyone I'm like she's the, the whole movie should have been about her. It should have been because it, like, did you do research about her character? I yeah. The, about uh, I don't remember the name of the character now. Um, um Athena. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Athena. So basically, I didn't know anything about the mm-hmm. Eternal. That was not a series that I read growing up. Mm-hmm. So I I did a little bit of research, but I didn't really care about it. But Athena's character was really good because basically, um, basically she like one of the creatures. I forgot what the creatures are called. The ones that are trying to start uh the story Earth. Mm-hmm. Basically, one of them is in love of her, and like it's like an ongoing battle between their love for each other. Well, I, like I said, that could have been its mm-hmm. own movie on its own, right? It could have. But that's uh, you know that wasn't the story. And they she's want ensemble cast mm-hmm. now. They don't want solo movies as much. They want as many actors in there as possible. Yeah, because it makes money. But like her character is also related to Thanos. Like mm-hmm. I believe she's Thanos's um, cousin. Mm-hmm. So. Now, since we have Silver Fox, who's going to be played by Harry Styles, I don't know how it's going to be. It could work. Well, he's a good actor, but I just don't like his politics now. If they want these things to work, mm-hmm. they need to do smaller budget movies, and they need to space out. They need to not release so many. Like uh, smaller budget films focus more on storytelling and get away from the idea that everything has to be a, a some type of weird sociopolitical agenda mm-hmm. in our pop culture entertainment. It doesn't need to be that way. Do you think that's what's killing Disney? Uh, I think it has. I think it plays a serious role. I think the MCU mm-hmm. is uh, suffering from the same things that uh, the Lucasfilm Story Group is going through, but at a slower pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney has a lot more goodwill. Or Disney, Marvel has a lot more goodwill built up mm-hmm. than Disney does just because yeah. of how bad the the trilogy went. Mm-hmm. Um, a sequel trilogy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that uh, most of these Marvel movies, like for instance, the things about Eternals that I didn't like had nothing to do with wokeness. Mm-hmm. It just was a bad movie. Yeah. So I don't really care about the politics of the movies as much. I can forgive a lot if it's, if it's a story that's told well, mm-hmm. but they're not telling good stories right now and they need to get back to that. Yeah. I, I just don't know mm-hmm. because like, for me, like I, I don't even like talking. Sorry, I don't even like mentioning like mm-hmm. woke, woke, wokeness in politics and this stuff because it's mm-hmm. not like it's it's being used. Like I understand why these people talk about it that way because it, it sells clicks to to talk about that stuff. But I think it's just bad storytelling in a lot yeah. of ways. It is. I don't know because like th- there's like better ways to talk about like social, um, like social politics. Like you remember that show I told you that I'm rewatching Ugly Betty. Mm-hmm. I'm almost done. I'm on season three. Mm-hmm. There's only four seasons, but they do talk about it because she's like the fashion industry is really like they're not they're really unapologetic about how beauty is. Mm-hmm. They want a pretty, um, pretty little girl that's like nice and skinny. And Betty's like trying to rewire like rewire ride it. It almost seems like yeah. it makes more sense in that industry. Yeah, like, it makes sense because like, like those talking points mm-hmm. make more sense to me in fashion than they mm-hmm. do in superhero stuff because exactly. superhero stuff just feels like it should be about everybody. But like how they wrote it, it was so beautifully done. Yeah. I did get annoyed with like one episode where like she talks about it a lot, but one of the characters that's like her new love interest of the of mm-hmm. the week, like basically he called her out. He's like, "You don't like you judge everybody, but when somebody judges you, 
they you get butt hurt about it. See, that's awesome. Yeah, like he called her out because like um the guy that was like her new love interest is her partner for mm-hmm. her, their classes. Okay. And he works for a sports magazine and she works for a fagin uh fagin what's a fashion oh, fashion magazine I'm guessing you. Meant. Yes. Yeah, fashion magazine, but like she she's not interested in sports but that's the whole point like that was the whole assignment you learn like a new thing and slowly she like gets an idea she's like oh this is how i can do a new runway show idea Mm -hmm. i just needed to talk to the designer and get his full story because like how the guy that works in the sports magazine he was like i don't really care about sports but i care about the players they all came from different backgrounds yeah and i thought that was beautifully done like if you can if you can write something that talks about politics or social things like that you can do it beautifully done like how ugly betty did it was much uh more deftly performed in the past it's much more uh sledgehammer now than it is Mm -hmm. scalpel yeah exactly like um ugly betty had a nephew who's gay Mm -hmm. and like they wrote it beautifully too like it was like within the first season where like um one of the characters his name is mark um the actor for mark like he's in a new netflix movie we have to watch it okay it's called single all day okay. sounds like <laughs> right up my alley <laughs> but basically like um he pretends to be straight and um, but his mom said something really anti-gay about her nephew and he got upset about it he's like if you can't if you can't accept him you can't accept me yeah and I thought that was really good. Like, it, this was, like, mid-2000s they wrote this. Yep. It was much, much more uh, mm-hmm. deftly performed and much more nuanced in the way these things were portrayed back then. I would mm-hmm. like to see Hollywood return to that. I don't know. Hollywood is just weird. Speaking of uh, not being deftly <coughs> performed oh, and definitely being uh, ham-fisted and um, kind of sledgehammer rather than scalpel. So we've got news uh, from Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> who has uh, just begun filming a new movie but has some kind of depressing news coming from Marvel right now, it seems. Mm-hmm. that uh, It says, Chris Hem- and this is from uh, Bounding Into Comics. It says, Chris Hemsworth claims that Marvel Studios' enthusiasm for him returning to the Thor character is waning. And that's just sad. Uh, it says, Thor actor uh, Chris Hemsworth recently claimed that Marvel Studios' enthusiasm for him to, repl- to reprise his role as the God of Thunder is waning. Hemsworth's comments came during an appearance on Australia's Today Show. The actor would be asked, quote, Tom Holland has just signed on for three more Spider-Man films. Are you going to sign on for, Thor- for f- four more Thor? F- Thor? Four? Oh, that's like tongue twister. It's a tongue twister. Four more Thor films. <laughs> oh, no, just four more Thor films. Man. Four more I am Thor struggling. films. I am struggling today with the... Ooh, sorry. That was four, little- four more Thor yeah. films. <laughs> exactly. It's just so I. It's so hard to to read quotes because people talk more naturally. This, this kind of reminds me during the time where I was searching up Viking names for kids. Why were you looking up for your metaverse? Uh, uh, sure. For we're, your, we're gonna have a metaverse baby for your whoever. metaverse honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna name our um, kid Odin. Oh, there you go. That's a perfect name. We're gonna name our kid Odin okay. or Hugo. Why Hugo? Because Hugo sounds cute. Okay. Well, if you want to get beat up at school. Oh. At Metaverse School. Uh, it says, Hemsworth replied, how many Spider-Man films has uh, Spider-Man says he done? He's a little behind me. I think he's done three. I've done six or seven Thors, so maybe. 
As long as they'll have me, I'll turn up. But I feel like they might that they might be waning uh, that kind of enthusiasm for me to keep playing the character. He added. But I like his character. I know, right? When the Today Show team expressed their disappointment about this response, Hemsworth relayed, "Is it?" That's just my Australian sort of support team. <laughs> Internationally, they may be going, get rid of him, get somebody else. One of the hosts of the Today Show responded, no one in the world is saying that. Another added, every single person at home is going, no. And they're probably right. Mm-hmm. He might be the most popular actor that's left in the MCU next to maybe Tom Holland. Oh, that's true. Like, as far as like popularity for like how he like, how much love he has for the character mm-hmm. and how much he clearly loves coming back to play that character. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the MCU doesn't give him, like, much respect if, like, they don't care yep. for him coming back. It's all Thor the Dark World's fault. That second Thor movie just, just so I boring. I never watched it. It's so boring. Uh, <laughs> if, you ever want, if you ever needed, like, to fall asleep, that's kind of what that movie's for. Oh, yeah, for. I do have trouble sleeping yep. sometimes. Uh, <laughs> see, there's an example. What's uh, Idris Elba's character's name in... He's a, He plays a, a Norse god in the Thor movies. Oh, it's Thor's best friend. Yeah. Let me search it up. Uh, so he's in there, right? Yeah. And nobody cares because it's a fantasy film. It works. It works fine there. It, and, well, I shouldn't say nobody cares. Plenty of people complained about it. But that doesn't really matter because it's a fantasy film where it kind of makes sense that you can be whatever you want. It's not supposed to be historically accurate, and it's not telling an individual story mm-hmm. based on historic, uh, historic precedent, which the other show was. Um, how do you pronounce it? It's A-S-G-A-R-D. Asgard? Yep, that's his character. Oh, wait, no, never mind. No, I can't read. That's not his character. It's definitely not his character's name. I can't read. Sorry, from. scratch that out. <laughs> scratch that out. Nobody, nobody look at me. I thought I searched it up. Oops, mama. I'll keep reading. So it says, Hensworth said, then uh, call Kevin Feige and everyone at Disney. You can, uh, everyone at Disney, and you can't, and you guys can. Man, I'm sucking at reading today. Yeah, we both are. Yep. Call Kevin Feige and everyone at Disney, and you guys can. You should be my agent, and I'll cut you guys ten percent. <laughs> okay. I, lo- I love Hemsworth. Uh, one of those hosts would counter with twenty percent, to which Hemsworth said, "You bumped it up to twenty. You said twenty percent. I said mm-hmm. ten. Classic agent move. He's so damn." He's so damn affable mm-hmm. and nice to people and good with the good with the audience and good mm-hmm. with the fans. It says uh, not only would Hemsworth indicate that Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios' enthusiasm for him to return as Thor has waned, but he also provided some behind-the-scenes details on Netflix's Extraction Two, which he is currently filming in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of his interview, Hemsworth was asked, how is it to be outside of uh, Fortress Australia? You know, where we've been through so many lockdowns over the last couple of years, particularly the last year. To be overseas now and working, how is that for you? He answered, look, it's great. Initially, the film was supposed to be shot in Sydney, but it was tricky with the lockdowns and so on. So we made the move to Prague. But COVID cases are pretty rampant here. So now we're thinking that it's better to stay. But it wasn't my choice. So he's talking about this other new movie mm-hmm. he's in, which I want to talk about as well with uh, the next topic because we're gonna he's such a gorgeous man he's a he's a very handsome gentleman that is that is definitely true but how can you not want this dude to to continue on in that role when it feels like we were talking yesterday about simu lu and how antagonistic he is towards fans because he's a blonde white man so you think that's why marvel wants to oust him that's yeah. why they're putting natalie portman uh to take over as lady thor yes will she be allowed to be known as lady thor or will that no be, it's uh, called thor like it's isn't her character just called Thor? Like Lady Thor. Lady Thor. Lady Thor. Well, does that mean that when we get the X-Men, we're going to have to be the X-People? 
to be politically correct. That's dumb. I bet you they do that. I remember there was videos being made at one point saying that they're going to have to change X-Men to X-People. But they're not even they're not even people. They're they're mutants. So it's just X mutants, which is like the most boring and uh, plain name you've ever heard. It sounds like a early '90s or I'm sorry, like a late '90s sci-fi show. X mutants. You just upset me a Why? little bit. Just About saying X Men. Like, no, just saying X people. That upsets me. If you ruin X Men, I'm gonna come for you, Hollywood. <laughs> you don't want you don't want to be part of the X people. No. 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 no, because I like Cyclops. I like Storm. Um, well, I'm okay Rogue. with Rogue. She was okay, but they ruined her character because she was too emotional. Because like the um, Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Well, Jubilee was cute. Yep, there you go. If they made a Jubilee mm-hmm. movie, that would be so cute. See, there's like that's a, there's a way you can go with all these characters. That's why it's so mm-hmm. weird when they change like uh, immutable characteristics about characters because you mm-hmm. could do so many more. Yeah. Like, why bother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, if you ruin X Men, like really ruin it, I'm coming for you. Well, that's like you already ruined it with like certain parts of it. Like Dark Phoenix was okay. It was like a snoozer. That was, but that wasn't Marvel. That was uh, Sony. Not Sony. That's uh, 20th Century Fox. And yeah. yeah. I didn't really like it, but the actress who played as Jean Grey, she was the actress in um, Game of Thrones. What was her name? I don't remember. I don't remember. She's I, the redhead. Oh. I, I saw Dark Phoenix. I think we saw Dark Phoenix the same weekend. We saw uh, here. We watched Dark Phoenix and we watched um, New Mutants at the same time. They both just felt like Disney just dropped them on to, you know, they barely care. They didn't really care about them. Oh, her and, name is Stephanie Turner. No. Oh. I don't know who that actress is. Well, she's the girl that played um, played in Game of Thrones. She played as uh, the Stark daughter. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that they could get more out of him. At the very least, they don't need to make more, because like, they're making Thor Love and Thunder, right? Mm-hmm. They don't need to make four more Thor films, but keep him around for the team-ups. Yeah. Use him the same way that you use Robert Downey Jr. Uh, as Iron Man with another character, mm-hmm. right? What, what are some of the other, uh, we've got, I can't even think what the next Marvel movie is that's coming out. Let me pull up um, the listings. Like the, oh, um, Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor so Strange is good. In yes. the Multiverse of Madness. But there's got to be something coming out late phase four. I'm sorry, late, yeah, late phase four that, um, could, that could benefit from having uh, hold up. Chris Hemsworth I as Thor the in there. I have right here. Um, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he'd really work in Blade, but you could do Blade. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, there's... Okay, Black Panther, we can't forget that. And the Marvels, where it's Captain Marvel and the other Marvels. Yeah, Monica Rambeau, yeah. And then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Put Uh, him in Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Exactly, because, like, I love it how... um, I love it how Drax calls him the beautiful um, pirate. Yeah. A space pirate. They call him that. And I'm like, that's so cute. So why wouldn't you use, like, you got an actor who loves playing this character, Mm -hmm. who embodies it the same way Robert Downey Jr. embodied uh, playing Iron Man, right? Mm -hmm. So use him the best way you can. Use his star power. Mm -hmm. Use the goodwill he has with the fans, Mm -hmm. especially with people being annoyed that they're replacing. They feel like Mm -hmm. he's being replaced in Love and Thunder, right? By Natalie Portman. Mm -hmm. They feel like that's a move on Hollywood to be more a a progressive virtue signal by Hollywood Mm -hmm. uh, to get rid of, you know, what are they calling it? The MCU. All the men are being replaced by women. So don't do that. Use him as best uh, as best you can, and you can get a lot more out of that actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm well, guessing it's, pro- it's probably budget. I mean, he mm-hmm. he costs a lot. I'm yeah. sure to to be in these projects. Mm-hmm. 
Well, then there's Ant-Man and Wasp, um, Quantum Mania. Yeah. There's that one. He could feature in he, that. You could. The, and there's also, there's rumors that they're going to have a Fantastic Four so he can be a cameo in space where they get hit by a meteor. He can't yep. save them. All of these things are like any competent writer with all of the, with all of the source material, with all of the uh, loopholes to time and space and reality that come with working within the, you know, the confines of like a superhero universe where mm-hmm. you know there aren't really stakes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do so much with that character, and you get so much goodwill from the fans who just love how much he loves playing that character. Mm-hmm. So, he, I don't know. It bums me out. Well, I wish they gave him more like more respect because like you know Hugh Jackman he got a lot of respect playing as Wolverine yeah yeah and and that was over multiple uh I mean what a decade and a half or Mm -hmm. something like that yeah I still cry about old man Logan Logan was probably I said Blade is my favorite superhero Mm -hmm. movie of all time Logan's up there Mm -hmm. like I I love it like it made me sad like the scene where like he slowly dies into x22's arms like it made me so sad but I was happy like the kids like all ran free so I am hoping like if they if they do want to go this approach where they do um the MCU phase four like all females like they can do something like maybe they can borrow some ideas from x22 comics yep and like have her sprinkled in there. It doesn't seem like they're very interested in using the source material anymore. You know, like they're they're mm-hmm. pulling. You know, at least not from the stuff I grew up with. Mm-hmm. It, most of the new runs and stuff like that, I can't stand. Just mm-hmm. I can't read it anymore. It's like I look at comics the same way I look at professional wrestling. I can mm-hmm. listen to podcasts about them, yeah. but I can't watch the product anymore because it's too. It's fake. Too depressing. Oh. No, it's too depressing. Oh. Okay? okay. Don't make fun of me for liking wrestling. I loved wrestling growing WWE up. WWE is not real. You don't say. Is Thor real? Is he, he actually picking up spaceships and throwing them? He Don't diss on people's religion. You know people actually worship him, right? But we're not talking about the religion. <laughs> we're talking about I'm the sorry. movies. Oh, the movies? Okay. <laughs> Well, the point, the fact of the matter is, they should. Chris be gave me like an ugly look too when I said that. No, no, I was just confused. Judging you, I, I was thinking like, what people like uh, Vikings? No, like there's people Norse who, gods. People believe in Norse gods, like Vikings. They're called Vikings. No, like there's people. What do they call them? <laughs> there's an actual word. What um, what do you call people who worship Norse gods? And it's not Vikings. Fun facts with miracle. She's looking it up right now. Nordic gods. <laughs> She's very excited to figure this out. I can tell. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, let's see. What do you call them? Uh, We're not going to talk either. We're going to make you feel really uncomfortable as you try to figure I this know. out. Okay, so Vikings is one of them, but it's not that. So Shut up. It's one of the people. So who- in other words, Chris was right. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Shut up. Well, there's like an actual word, like what the religion is called other than Nordic beliefs. Uh, okay, well, Norse, Norse people, gods, but mm-hmm. yeah. Norse people? No, Norse it's Scandinavian. Uh, Scandinavian. Scandinavians. We are very uneducated on this topic. Translate. Yes. I'll uh, suck your blood. There you go. Um, so basically, the story, the fact of the matter is. Put Chris Hemsworth on more movies, mm-hmm. and we'll have to watch uh, extract his Netflix movie Extraction because he's got that sequel coming out. Yeah. Oh my God, a good net like not a Netflix idea, but like a Disney Plus idea for like a, 
like a TV show would be like where they talk about all the Norse gods. There you go. Because like um, Loki has like a bunch of kids. Like they touched upon him. Like Fenrir is one of his um, kids, and it's basically a big ass wolf. Yeah. And like you can talk about that. You can talk, Dizzy. Do this. I'm pitching you an idea. There you go. And then bring somebody over here to be our guest. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Oh. We're not doing that. Yeah, we don't want Chris Hemsworth here. Uh, oh. Make I, everybody feel bad. Oh, why? Because he's so handsome. Oh. But well, I think you're handsome. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think Jason Statham's handsome? Who is that? I do. <laughs> I knew I knew Chris would like this one. Is he uh, the bald guy? He is the, he is the bald guy. <laughs> yes, all, I'm the bald guy. In, in all fairness... Uh, Jason Statham has been, uh, we watched uh, Snatch the other day, and I was like, he was already going bald then, and that was in 2000. I thought he was always bald. Uh, he, You know. he He's he, like Vin Diesel, well, Vin, permanently bald. Yeah, well, Vin Diesel shaves his head. Now he does too, but, you know, I think Vin Diesel always ha- did that. I don't think I ever remember him having hair. So. I'm going to search this up now. I'm curious, but read the article. There, there is a new, uh, This me and Chris are excited about this one because there is a new Guy Ritchie movie coming out with Jason Statham. Uh, it's called <coughs> Operation Fortune. And I am uh, very, very happy about this because I, for one, am, uh, the, the more that Hollywood kind of fails to me, the more I'm excited about anything made by you know non-American studios, mm-hmm. uh, directors with strong track records in the past, meaning anytime a Quentin Tarantino movie comes out, I will see it. Mm-hmm. Anytime a Guy Ritchie movie comes out, I will see it. Mm-hmm. The Gentleman was really, really good. i never seen that. Uh, Snatch, obviously, mm-hmm. in the early 2000s was really, really good. And then me and Chris really liked... Uh, uh, Wrath of Man. Wrath yeah, of- dude, the m- movie is amazing. I love it. Wrath of Man was a really good movie that didn't really get a lot of... Uh, like play I guess would be the word for it I know The Gentleman got a lot of uh, coverage when it came out because it was like the first Guy Ritchie movie in a while but he's got a new movie coming out and I had these guys here watch the trailer with me when it came out I'm really excited about it because it just seems like a a very very um, I don't know the classic Guy Ritchie approach to like the spy genre Mm -hmm. Uh, and it says the first and this is from CBR and it says Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, wield big guns in Operation Fortune trailer. The first trailer for Guy Ritchie's Operation Fortune, Ruse de, Gu- de Guerre. Yeah, Ruse de Guerre. I'm guessing it's pronounced differently. Mm-hmm. Probably more slick if you has say it with a British accent. Do it in a British accent. <laughs> I don't have it. I can't do a British accent. Chris, can you do a British accent? Hello, mate. <laughs> that, <laughs> would you like some tea and crumpets? That, okay, Dobby. That was perfect. That's Dobby. That was like. That's how they sound, right? That's how Dobby the elf sounds like. Sometimes I confuse it with Australian. I mean, you sounded basically exactly like a British person right there. I Mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell the difference. Uh, (laughs) So uh, the first trailer for Operation Fortune has been released. Director Guy Ritchie, Operation Fortune stars Jason Statham as Orson Fortune, a hard-hitting super spy seeks to to bring down the high-tech operations of billionaire weapons dealer Greg Simmons, played by Hugh Grant. Which is the greatest thing ever. Uh, Miracle is so young, she had never heard of Love Actually or... No? What's Love Actually? Exactly. Uh, Hugh Grant was in... He was also in Notting Hill. He was in every, like, chick flick from the early 90s. You weren't born yet. Your parents Your parents weren't even considering making you yet when these movies came out. Maybe I might know. Uh, but wasn't, wasn't he in that one where Arnold Schwarzenegger was pregnant or something? 
Ooh, uh, oh, I might what, be confused. Oh, what was that one called? I seen uh, a trailer for that recently. Expecting or something, something yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, that I never saw. Yeah, I think you're right, but I never saw that movie. <laughs> that had a classic cover though. Everyone's seen that cover. Okay, I'm looking at oh, Hugh Grant. No, there's nothing ringing a bell. Okay. No. So it says, to do this, uh, so we'll start from the top here. So it says, director Guy Ritchie, Operation Fortune, stars Jason Statham as Orson Fortune. A hard-hitting super spy seeks to bring down the high-tech operations of billionaire weapons dealer Greg Simmons, played by Hugh Grant. To do this, he recruits Hollywood superstar Danny Francesco, played by Josh Hartnett. Uh, as a Minnesota resident, I will always give thumbs up to anything Josh Hartnett gets cast in. Uh, he's very weird and art, art house. I love that about him. Mm-hmm. He's not very. He doesn't like do mainstream Hollywood that much anymore. Uh, to befriend Simmons and infiltrate his operation, backed by quote some of the world's best operatives, played by Aubrey Plaza, Ka- Carrie Elwell, and uh, Elwes and Elwes. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. It's Elwell. Like is, how is Nick- it Elwell? I think so. It's similar to. No, no, it's got to be, somebody will correct it. Somebody's like in the comments, whoever watches, like, it's pronounced this way. So, but, and then Bugsy Malone, who I don't know Bugsy Malone. Isn't he the basketball player? I think that's Muggsy Bogues. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Space Jam. Yes, love Space Jam. The original Space Jam, not that uh, awful remake. I just hate the awful remake because, like, he's forcing her, um, her, his, his kid. You never, did you see the original? Yeah, okay. I watched it twice. Okay, all right. That's very boomer of you. I liked it, and I liked the original Lola Bunny. Yes, they, it was annoying that they. What did they also? They also got rid of uh, Pepe. Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Yep. He was cameoed a little Modern bit. Modern day. What about Speedy Gonzalez? Oh yeah, they're getting rid of him. Nope, he comes back because uh, the the Hispanic community protested. Like, back. They're like, you bring him back right now, <laughs> and it's crazy they want to get rid of the what? ethnic. Mm-hmm cartoon characters it's almost as if they're the bad guys mm-hmm. although i think they made speedy gonzalez to be ironic mm-hmm. probably but th- th- he still grew within the culture right and the people who love that character want him around mm-hmm. it, the people who are uh, who are complaining aren't really the people you'd expect it's usually like just self-important college kids who mm-hmm. took a couple of classes and now think they know everything about the world which is weird yes it is so it says, Richie also wrote and directed the film alongside free tr- frequent collaborators Ivan Atkinson and Marn Davis. Uh, Davies, excuse me. And I did look. Uh, uh, Ivan was part of everything from The Gentleman to we worked with him on Aladdin. I forgot that he did the Aladdin remake in 2019. Mm. Guy Ritchie did. Yeah, so, so they've been working together for a long time. Mm-hmm. It says, Operation Fortune marks the sixth film collaboration between Ritchie and Statham. After both made their film debuts in 1998's Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, mm-hmm. the pair worked together in Snatch in 2000, Revolver in 2005, and Rock and Rolla in 2008. After more than a decade, Richie and Statham reunited for the 2021 heist th- thriller Men of Wrath. I think they meant Wrath of Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Men of Wrath. Okay, but what is that movie about? I haven't watched that either. Wrath of Man is both a heist movie and a revenge flick, uh, yeah. all kind mm-hmm. of put into one, uh, done in Guy Ritchie's kind of very, very uh, classic, um, what would the term be, disconnected style mm-hmm. of filmmaking. Uh, very, very good. Uh, Statham is very, very good. It's another one that it's hard to talk about without spoiling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think like earlier I asked who Jason Statham was and I said, is it the bald guy? I said, yeah, you knew who he is. I I realized who he was after and I searched up him with hair and I didn't realize he had really gorgeous hair. 
same thing with Vin Diesel. I I went on a tangent and started searching him up. That's him with like hair, right here. Uh, that's him no, with hair. I feel like those are photoshopped. Shh, it's not yeah, photoshopped. Probably. Those are definitely but look at Vin Diesel with hair. I don't want to see Vin Diesel with hair. Look he at him. He doesn't need to have hair. That's weird. Dude, he looks attractive <laughs> with hair. Looks weird. <laughs> uh, originally, so the movie was originally titled Five Eyes. Operation Fortune was announced in September of 2020. Jason is a uh, Jason is a global box office heavyweight, and when teamed up with Guy Ritchie, that's an irresistible combination. STX Films Motion Picture Group Chairman Adam Fogelson said at the time. So he's talking about basically Guy Ritchie and Statham together. Uh, they do very well. Their movies tend to do very well. Mm-hmm. They get. Uh, I feel like in modern day cinema their their critical reviews kind of go either way together because yeah. uh the critics aren't probably fans of the ultra violence and everything but that's the world we live in now it's a thrill to be back in the business with uh with guy uh bill and the team at miramax after our shared success on the gentleman and we believe five eyes is the kind of film our partners overseas will love as much as we do and if i remember correctly the gentleman did really 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 well overseas uh did average here in america <coughs> but very very well overseas mm-hmm. so uh, Guy Ritchie's Five Eyes is his next collaboration with Jason, commencing with Snatch following the upcoming film Wrath of Man uh, and the global success of The Gentleman. So they keep referencing The Gentleman as the one that kind of made this possible. It did that well. But I think Wrath of Man was arguably a better movie. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see this. Uh, I'm excited for anything. Like as much as we talk about uh, superhero movies, I love spy thrillers more than any other genre. So I'm very, very excited to see this, and I'm uh, pretty much a fan of everything Guy Ritchie does. At least uh, most of it gets more rewatch, uh, replay value to me than a lot of other films. Mm-hmm. So. That is true. So, but we'll we'll watch this. T- we'll all watch this mm-hmm. together. But I did ask a question earlier about like this. Like, this is pretty much almost a full British cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So do you Aubrey think- Plaza is not is she? Yeah, no, she she's no. American as far as I know. I said almost, okay. but yeah, um, that's fine. Yeah. But do you think like the British and like. You remember, like, when the Beatles came out and One Direction came out and they called it the British Invasion? Do you yeah. think this is, like, the third wave of British Invasion? Eh. I, I think well, it's just... No. It's a signal that Hollywood is not in control of these markets as much as mm-hmm. they used to be. Yeah. I mean, this is still technically Hollywood. We shouldn't say that. But mm-hmm. uh, this is a sign that people are looking for... Like, we were talking about K-dramas the other day. Yeah. People are hungry for stuff that isn't Americanized content now. Yeah, for sure. We're... Because, like, I know K-pop was, like, popular for yeah. a bit. And then it died out. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, right now, people are looking to get away from the American sensibilities that are shoved into their films, right? Mm-hmm. So everything that America makes feels very hyper... It's got this veneer to it that's so very clearly uh, the sensibilities of American writers. Whereas I feel like a, a movie like this will have a more classic contemporary mm-hmm. look to it, look and feel. That's true. So I'm excited. I am too. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, you like it whenever I like actually like something that we watch. So yeah, <laughs> because be you actually show excitement. Like I can see like little twinkles of stars in very, his eyes. Very excited to see this one. So this I will hope be fun. it's not glass because it's very bright. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that uh, not bad for a Friday, huh? Yeah, not, not bad. Friday, Friday news. We mm-hmm. were talking about mm-hmm. metaverse all the way to Hollywood. Yeah, so that's a that's a lot of stuff to cover. Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, for the most part, uh, excited for the weekend. Yeah. Mm. Are you? Mm. I lo- 
yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of days off. And uh, the funny thing about that is the news always ends up stacking up. Like, mm-hmm. I, I always worry that we're never going to find enough news. But then Monday comes around and there's just like, way too much. Yeah. So you guys sure. still have to keep an eye out for it. Mm-hmm. So. And it is a good Friday if you think about it. So w- out of all of these, what would you uh, be more excited about? Uh, Chris Hemsworth as uh, coming back as Thor, uh, seeing a Jason Statham movie. Or just the met or getting married in the metaverse. Which one would you? Which one would you be more excited about? Can I be an oddball and go like I actually want to see how Judy Turner can play as Ambo? Yeah. Okay. There. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I am the most excited about seeing Jason Statham back. I said curious, yeah, but like I don't know. I'm just curious to see how they can do it. Maybe it might be better than we think. But even though it is weird for casting, we should. Maybe we watch it and see it and mm-hmm. try to be as objective as possible. Is it a TV show? I it's for, a TV. Yeah, okay. it's an AMC Plus TV show. So mm. maybe we watch it and see how it, and see if it comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, just remember, you guys, 15k subscribers. I might marry one of you guys. You on up that number by ten. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, how did it get to 25k? <laughs> yeah, 100k, and you'll marry someone in a fake wedding. That's absurd. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, criminies! You are no. Sorry, don't let her. 5k fine fine. 5k if we get to 5k subscribers she will marry someone uh in the metaverse (laughs) i was hoping you guys wouldn't remember oh no you're not gonna you're not getting out of that one that easy so (laughs) uh jesus so all right um yeah what's your social media tell everyone your social media you know i don't have social media because social media is poison for your brain that it rots your brain I don't even remember my saying. You gotta, if I have to remember it, what what are you here for? (laughs) What do you mean? If I have to remember your sayings for you, come on, man. You're just a male version of Miracle. That's really creepy. (laughs) With that being said, Chris, share with your social media, share with everyone, share with everyone your social media. You can look me up on YouTube at Reactor, if you just search for that, and... uh, You'll see a bunch of my videos, and I'm also on Twitter. If you can find my Twitter name, which is not not Chris, it's yeah, not Chris. Absolutely not Chris Pool. <laughs> uh, and guys, if you want to follow the podcast, we are on all pretty much all of the actual streaming platforms now. Mm-hmm. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Amazon Music. We are on Pandora. Mm-hmm. All over the place. So also, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at popculture underscore show and then we are also on instagram facebook and tiktok at pop culture crisis that's it for now and uh, oh what else don't forget the description down below for full length videos if you're if you're looking if you're watching this if you're watching this on youtube you can Mm -hmm. find a link in the description for the full episodes of the videos of the podcast on spotify so Mm -hmm. i think that's everything for now have a good weekend guys we will see you back here next week bye Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.